1999, there were 106 martyrs of World War II beatified. This was took place in Poland. These were the martyrs which offered their life for the people of God, people, um, priests, religious, lay people, who offered their life for their brothers and sisters who were suffering during World War II. And among them, there were two Marians named Blessed Antony Dashevich and Blessed, Blessed George Koshira. What was the situation in the area of Belarus, the present current Belarus? The, um, there was a lot of anti-Nazi activity, and, and so part of what is called military pacification, meaning you basically, if there was an underground activity, they would just take the whole village and just wipe it out, kill, off, kill people off. And so what happened is that because of the activity, first of all, one village was brought to a church, our church, parish church, which was large in, uh, in a place called Roshitsa. And so they gathered the people, and there were people who were um, both Western Catholics, Roman Catholics, and Eastern Catholics, and Orthodox, and maybe perhaps those who were perhaps not even indifferent in faith. And they, they all brought them to a church, this church, and the two priests were there, plus the sisters who were running the parish. They began to spend time with them. They heard their confessions. They knew what was going to go, what's going to happen. Just imminent death. So, so these priests would spend a whole night, day and night with them as they were brought during the day, confessing, doing um, marriage, marriages, anything that, that, that the people of God required or needed, and console them kind of prepared them for death. In the morning next day, you know, after Mass, uh, the, uh, you know, the German military said, look, priests, you don't need to be there. We're not, uh, says, just go, go leave before, before the, the rest of the, of the crowd will be um, brought to a place of death. But the older priest was 40, 42 at that time, he said, no, I can't leave my people. I cannot leave. They were not his parishioners. They were just brought from another village, some villages far away. And, and so they said, you can't. And the reason is because the, the priest didn't want them to, to despair, to be left alone. So the first morning when they took all the people and they put them into this very large barn, and then they poured the, uh, you know, fuel and threw grenades inside, and they they died with people with the people. What was left behind was his hand with the rosary. It was intact, as he was praying, the rosary holding on to the rosary, and it was still there. The next day, same thing happened, another, from another place, another location. They, were, they brought the people, and so now there's only one priest, a young priest, and he's doing the same thing, baptizing, hearing confessions, anointing, 
uh, celebrating masses, you know, bringing people. You know, some were not married, so kind of preparing them for, for death. And the same thing happened. The young priest, only 34 years old, who's actually Russian, who's a convert from, from uh, Orthodox faith, he likewise chose to stay with the people in the same, the same conclusion. He died with the rest of the, with the rest of the people. John Paul II spoke of martyrdom, not just martyrdom of faith, but martyrdom of love. Martyrdom of love, because faith that um, that brought them to a point of offering themselves on behalf of others because they believe in the Lord. They believe in him, but they didn't want him to, the, the people to despair. That group of 106 martyrs is not the only group because there's more. Right now, there's an additional five who will be part of a group of those who died during the time of Stalinist period and there's five Marians who offer their life of faith again. And they're, right now, their cause is being prepared. What makes people offer their lives for others? What makes people say, I am gonna offer my life? They didn't have to. They prepared them already, spiritually. And yet, they chose to stay with them to the very end, to share the same, the same, um, consequence, the same pain, the same, and as the, as the rest of them. And I think this is where we have to say is the love of the Lord in their hearts is so great that is willing to offer their lives like Christ for us, just like Christ has offered his life for us. So those who follow him wish to do the same. The gospel speaks today, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. If people were afraid to send one of the grains into the ground, and they know they're longer, it's no longer producing food, you know, farmers who go into the field, and even if, even if they did not have much grain, even if they had not much grain and that's food, they would still invest in it. Even if they, their families would have to starve or at least you know, be de, you know, depleted of, of, their, of their food, they still go and plant the seed because for the next year it will grow. And from that one seed would be 30 or, or 60 or even 90 in that little in, in, in that head of grain. It's this type of investment that the Lord invests in us. And so when we offer our life, if the mother and father were not allowing themselves investing in the children, they would not have children. And yet they offer their lives, their bodies, their well-being for the sake of children to continue not only the new generation, but also a generation that will partake and and will live for eternity with God. It's an investment type, as we can see. And this is what the Lord says, unless the wheat, the grain of wheat dies, it remains but a single wheat. But the one that offers himself produces great fruit.
many of the saints um, stretch themselves. You know, even though if we join religious community, we're supposed to live a prudent life and we're supposed to get, get rest so that we can live, you know, uh, longer and perhaps sufficiently healthy in a healthy fashion to, to do God's work. But there are many saints who were willing to stretch themselves. And even though it shortened their life, but that doesn't matter ultimately, because they knew the mission that Christ has entrusted to them. For each one of us too, how do we invest that which God gave us? If the Lord would tell us at the end of our life, what did you do with the love I gave you? What did you do with the faith I gave you? What did you do with the families I gave you? We would have to say, Lord, I tried my best. The good and faithful servant, I tried my best. You know, many times today, some, and people, because they kind of feel like, well, this is the only life I have, you know, uh, you know, take, the, take out the most out of my life, you know, for whatever it may be, for, for the benefits, you know, the just rewards, because I work hard all my life, so now I can really enjoy it. But the thing is, this is not what the Lord is asking us. The Lord is asking us that we would invest, that we would be givers of life, that we would be those who walk the journey with those who are in need, in their brokenness, to stretch for one another. If you had prepared the readings ahead of time, today would have been the reading for Monday of the, of the 11th week, would have been, or 12th week, I should say, would have been the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for holiness. Blessed are they who are merciful. Blessed are they who, who are persecuted. These Beatitudes. And what is the importance of this life, which actually speaks of offering ourselves through the path of Beatitudes, as the Lord says to us, be, the, God the Father says, be like my son. You pray, and it seems like the prayer doesn't seem to be answered, sometimes for a long time. Blessed are poor in spirit. We wish to have peace in this world, and where is it? So we pray, we try. We wish to have our nation here united under the, the principles of Judeo-Christian faith, and we see the divisions. We wish to People follow the, the Ten Commandments, and they don't. There are many wishes and desires within our heart, and that's where the heart seems to be poor in spirit. And yet the Lord says, makarios, the Greek word, fortunate are you, blessed are you. How? How is it possible when you seem like, well, we're not exactly able to do things, we're not exactly able to be even merciful. And yet, and yet the Lord says, blessed are you. It seems like the Lord says to us, he says, if you follow me, you experience what I have experienced, but that is the experience of divinity. 
the, you know, the Spanish word for, you know, blessed, you know, the beatitude is bienaventurados, which means you are of good adventure. This is on the path of adventure with God. A beautiful adventure of God transforming you to become Christ-like. A wonderful expression because we are on a journey. There's a comparison of those who are on a journey to, to, a, to a pilgrimage place. I remember, I remember the young people who were on the way to, to Fatima, walking you know, for sometimes several days on a pilgrimage. And then when they enter you know, the, the little chapel and they see Blessed Mother, there's a type of joy there. I walked all the way to be here with you, Blessed Mother. Or those who are in, in Częstochowa, likewise. So those who are going to Lourdes, you know, they journeyed and they walk and they find the idea. There's a sense of fulfillment, the type of fulfillment, and this is the Beatitudes. And one of them is to offer our lives for others. That's part of the Beatitudes, those who offer everything that they have. And so today, as a community, we rejoice in, in knowing that two of our brothers who offer their life have been raised to the honors of the altar. And then we're anticipating five more who offer their life also. So there's plenty of, of those who have been witnesses to Christ in 20th century, difficult century, painful century of the World War I, World War II, the whole, you know, the revolutions and, and the and, and, and the destruction of, of millions of lives. Because those who wish to follow the ideologies, follow the ideology of, not of God, not of the gospel, but someone else whispers to their heart that they'll be happy by controlling, by destroying, by forcing into obedience to do something which is contrary to, to God. This is what we have, and this is why the invitation is for us today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Look at the fruitfulness of the life of offered on behalf of others, life sacrifice for the good of others, life sacrifice for truth, for love, for hope, the, the theological virtues that we follow, because that's of God. Those are divine gifts. They're gifts that enable us to attain this life of glory by following the paths of virtue, virtue of faith, hope, above all, love, as St. Paul says, the greatest of all gifts. And today we know the fruitfulness of Christ's offering of himself. Not only did he gain for us forgiveness of sins, not only did he open the gates of heaven for us, to make us participate in the life of God. But then he gives himself to us as the Eucharist, as we celebrate. He gives himself on our behalf. Yes, bread and wine that have become body and blood through the power of the Holy Spirit unite us with him. This is the nourishment that the old martyrs received, and that's why it enabled them to say yes and offer their lives. That's the, that's the gift. Can we ever even imagine what type of life we will have 
but we know, as St. John says, but we know what we shall be like because we shall be like him. And it is through his word, through the, through the Holy Spirit, but above all through the Eucharist, that God is transforming us, making us live the Beatitudes, making us live like the two martyrs, Anthony and George, offering their life for others so that they'll share the joys for all eternity in God himself, to be like his son. We are grateful to God for the witnesses of the past. But you know what? I'm looking at you. I'm looking at those who are here. Who of us will end up in that offering of self as martyr, with a white martyrdom, or, or maybe, or even red martyrdom? Who of us, we do not know. But we know that God will be with us. We know that the Lord's love, his mercy, his presence, his power, his gifts will never be missing. He will always offer and give us the best he can so that we will share one day the divine, the, 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 the divine gift of being godlike sharing his joys for eternity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you. And God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.